the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We have open lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, that's the number. Real quick, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate is a very good diesel guy. He's good with the Chevys, the Ford, the, the uh, Dodges. He really does well. He also does some foreign uh, diesel engines, but you can call him and ask him if that's one of them he does. I don't have a list. They can also go to their website, Strictly Diesel, 24 hours a day, and they sell lots of aftermarket stuff. And uh, you can be assured that Nate is capable of, of uh, making sure that the stuff that he sells is, is good. Now, you guys brought up the word carb certified. Yes. Okay. Carb certified means that this adaptation of the car is emission certified. Yes. The government has stamped it saying this is okay. So that's what it means when you talk about carb certified. I was going in the direction of when you start messing with the emissions, you get in trouble. Yes. But this is the, you fall back on carb certified, then you can change and take out the active uh, fuel control. Fuel Act- management. Management. I'll, I'll get yeah. that right someday. Take that away from the car, and then you're going to make it the motor live a lot longer and you said that some of the people get better fuel economy uh-huh. because the V8 is turned into a four-cylinder or a six-cylinder by the computer yep. to save money and hopefully um, get better fuel economy. Okay, Ken, you're up next. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Hello, thank you for taking yes. my call. Okay, so sir, I, thank you. I got an old 3 Tundra with uh, check engine light. I uh, replaced the uh, gas cap because it came as an 0442 emissions control. I called you. You said, no, I did the wrong thing. So I took it in, and they did the, the control canister for $700. And now the check engine light's coming on again. What's the uh, next smoke test going to um, cover? Well, first of all, you got to go back to the shop that took your $700. And I, I would suggest that you be nice. I would suggest to them... Um, hey, Mr. Salem, I brought it in. Uh, you guys checked the code, verified I had the same code. You checked it out. You told me that you could fix it. It was $700, and um, I gave you the authorization to fix it, and now I, I'm in the same boat I'm in now. And so what would you suggest that we do? Now, Kurt, you're in, I'll, I'll, do, I'll go first. Okay. We're going to look it over again, free oh, yeah. of charge. Yeah, it's yes. a no charge. No, it's a no charge. And if it's something unrelated, there may be a, re- a refund here. Yeah. But if we mess something up, we could have created a vacuum problem. We could have created a problem right. ourselves. Until we find out what it is, is yeah. no one really knows no. what to do. But 
They, he, here's here's the only thing that that I would say to you, uh, Ken. I like it when customers say, "Let me get this straight, Mark. I've got this code. You have a seven hundred dollar estimate on the table. When you're done, I'm not going to have this code for the next thirty, sixty, ninety days." And my answer should be yes. You will not have that code. So that kind of conversation just ensures that the shop and you are on the same page. But is this a shop you've patronized a lot? No, first time with them. They were really cool, and I did call them. They said, bring it in. We'll obviously discuss like you said. And I was very nice to them. They were very nice to me. I'm just kind of pick, trying to pick your brain. What is the next thing? Is there something on the top of the gas can, maybe? Or gas can? No. So we, we, we just ran into this the other day, and, and a real good customer of ours. And, and I, I always try to lay the groundwork with these things that we're going to fix the biggest leak first. Okay. You know what I mean? So here, uh, this one happened to be uh, uh, on the top. The pressure, fuel pressure sensor was leaking out. We did that one first. It came back with another one. Leaking gas? Uh, no, no, no. Leaking uh, air. Air, vacuum. air, yeah. Okay. So I tried to lay the groundwork that... You know, I'm going to fix the biggest one first, but there may be you know small ones behind that big one. If that groundwork would have been laid, this would have been an easier pill to swallow. But the next thing is, is hook it back up to smoke and see where the next leak is. Yeah. Okay, that's, Eric, that's exactly the type of conversation. I'm sorry, that's the exact type of conversation we like to have too. Just like cooling system, just like anything that's got leaks. You know, you pressurize a cooling system. You got a water pump that's running out of it. Well, once you get it back together, you didn't know that the you know, heater hose connections heater had it. yeah okay. so this is same 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 type of thing okay and what he's talking about the smoke test is is that this evaporative system is a very sophisticated system where we're going to suck fumes off the tank and send them forward to the engine and burn them again right yep, yep. so we're not going to contaminate the air by venting the fuel tank into the atmosphere we're going to suck those fumes and burn them again so it's not uncommon for us to put smoke into that system. And then we surround the cars with everybody in the shop, and in, in, inside the car, outside the car, and we just look for where smoke is escaping. Right. And so that's kind of what the smoke test is. It's going to be somewhere between the fuel tank and up front, yep. underneath the hood. And so all of that and, and plastic lines associated with this vapor, how many different plastic lines can you have well on a toyota there's about oh 30 feet of them okay it's 30 feet of lines divided into how many individual lines is there five that equal 30 feet uh one two three three there's three that run back and forth and then there's a conglomeration of a spaghetti bowl usually around the tank and canister okay all right so so there's a lot of connections yeah and 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 the computer's going to control that by opening this and closing that and doing this and doing that right depending yeah. on how you drive it doesn't want to suck fuel or smoke or it doesn't want to suck fumes out of the tank if the tank is really full and we're going to suck gas yeah so there's all that going on i i think you may have picked, well, of course, the end result will tell you whether this shop is really good, but I like their response. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would do is, is I would say um, to them in a nice way, I'm assuming that from this point forward until you tell me otherwise that this is going to not cost me. And I think that's I what you should say. I, and I, I agree. So what's the chances of the, the canister being bad? He says, you know, it's possible, right? Well, what did they spend $700? Yeah. I, I would well, hope they would have bought it. an OEM canister, right? I mean, did they, do they go bad? New in box? No. no. Oh, no, yeah, very, very, very seldom. What I was going to say is this is one of the reasons why we give back your old parts. Because, I yes. accept my old part. That's yeah. correct. 
Yeah, so so basically, let's just say it comes, if this were our shot, it comes back in and I find the pressure valve on the top of the tank, and you say, well, okay, so so we need to do that. Um, you, it, the, an appropriate response from you would be like, can you show me where this canister is bad? Absolutely. We plug these things out in the shop, and we see it just, you know, smoke coming out the top. That puts you in a comfort zone. That that puts you in a comfort zone with us, and we're not trying to, you know, uh, scam you for money or anything like that. But uh, one of the reasons why we always give your old parts back, I can so I can prove to you at a later date that that was bad if it comes back, to, c- comes down to this. And... If we find out that it's really not that, it's a purge valve and not the canister, if we give them back the parts and they haven't thrown them away, we put the canister back on and we replace the purge valve. So if we misdiagnosed it, now we're not going to give you a fuel filter. We're not going to give you some big old greasy part. We're not going to give you the rear bearings of your differential because we aren't going to put those in, plus they're obvious as heck. So that's yeah. kind of how it works. But, again, I, I like what I heard from your shop, and um, I'm impressed. So here's the thing. Call me back and let me know. And if they did fix it to your complete satisfaction, then maybe I'll talk about how nice they handled it. Is that okay? You got it. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Okay. Let's see where we're at. Rich, you're up next. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Good. Okay. Hold on a minute. You got to turn your radio down in the background because we're not really. I got you on speaker. Okay, How's yeah. That? No, perfect. Go ahead. Uh, I have O five Murano, and the rear hatch doesn't unlock when I unlock the doors. Uh, I went to Nissan to get a lock, and the guy says it could be something else beside uh, just the lock. Okay, so when you try to lock the doors from the master control on the, uh, lock the doors from the master control on the driver's door, it doesn't work. The and rear hatch rear is hatch. unable to open. Correct. Okay. All right. That's not really a hard diagnosis. No, I mean it's he's right. I mean it's going to be a lock actuator or in the hatch where it, it flexes, it broke a wire. I mean that's about usually what we see. Those okay. two things typically. It it's um. I, I don't know. How did you get to the lock? Um, did Is that something? How did you get there? Well, I went to open the rear hatch, and I couldn't open it. Okay. But you said so that somebody went, said something about yeah, it's always the lock. When I went to the parts uh, at Nissan, the guy says, sometimes it's not that simple. And one of your guys hit it. He said, uh, actuator. Or something, I think, in the passenger door or driver's door. Okay. I don't know if there'd be a relationship there. We're struggling with that relationship. But then again, you're talking to a parts guy. Yeah. So, But we're struggling with that. If you're trying to work the hatch and it's intermittent or it doesn't work, the real simple thing is just put a a meter on it and see if the signal's getting to where it's at. Take a rubber mallet and slack the the, the actuator to see if we can get it to work. Uh, you know what? Lock your wife inside the trunk, okay? Give her a flashlight and a rubber hammer, and you flip the switch back and forth, and if she beats on the on the actuator and, and it works, then we're home free. 
I'll tell you that you know I'm all for having people try to repair their own cars, but this is one of those things that's probably going to be better off at a shop getting diagnosed. Because uh, gotcha. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now what's going to happen is you're going to tear apart that rear door and you're going to get about halfway through it and you're going to go, yeah, I'm in over my head. And you're going to walk into us. <laughs> you're going to walk into us with a uh, with a rear door hatch, um, you know, a panel and a box full of screws, and we're going to go, dude. <laughs> we're not going to yeah. go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You get my you get my point. Yeah. Like I said, I'm all, yeah. if this was something I thought you could you could do, by all means. But there's just some right. things that he are just said, easier for us. Okay. Yeah, he and, said like the actuator was like five hundred bucks for yeah. passenger door actuator, and that's just so, the parts only. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah, you get exactly. towards a little bit more. And, and and there's a lot of merit to what you say. There's a lot of merit because that happens to us when they bring the dashboard and it's in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. That's an ugly situation. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. And let me ask you a question, Kurt and Eric. Have you ever turned one of those just flat down? Yes. And it's true. <laughs> that I mean, that is a that is a bad relationship there's, there's, um, from one to ten. There's one that I wish I would have turned down. <laughs> <laughs> there's some to I think of too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a couple that I wish I had turned down. <laughs> Try to be nice. You get the sob story and they pull on my heartstrings. Yeah. In Alan's Doctor, yeah. case. It's the prettier. She was really pretty, and that's why he took it in. That's the only deal right there. Sometimes he, that, that is, not that, this one. And, and, and he's not allowed at the front counter now. You know, it, it's, uh, we're keeping him. Well, his wife had a big thing to do with that. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's our advice, Rich. My second question real quick is when it's like 105 or hotter and the driver's door is parked towards the sun, the driver's door I have to open with a key. Is that that's probably that that's a very good symptoms of an actuator it's overheating and just can't work when it's that hot yeah, uh, and what about if he kept the window down knowing that it was going to happen and he could reach inside and activate it from inside would that help I could, the diagnostic I could work it. go ahead uh, no it doesn't it doesn't work if i try to push the button i have to use the key okay if if you've open. been driving the vehicle for a while and even though it's in the sun but you have the air conditioning on will it work then if i put a bag of ice on it it'll work but it, it does open with the key or the okay. back door opens and okay. not the front door yeah all right well eric um i understand where you're going with that I, I listened carefully to that. It was air conditioning in the summertime. Yeah. So let's get the inside of the car nice and cool, and then does that make any yeah. difference? And he's saying the ice did, too. So cooling it down works. So it's, right. that one's going to be an okay. actuator overheating. Okay, back. why wouldn't he just take the garden hose and fill the door up with water? Because <laughs> the door leaks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding you. But I think that's a better picture. You know what I mean? That's a better picture right there. Okay, we're going to be back in a minute. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. 
then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever had had sudden sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Raised up from under my hood, he shook his head. Okay, 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem here with Alan Salem. And uh, gosh, if you weren't here, I don't know what I'd do today. (laughs) um, Eric's helping me run the board today. Anyway, Eric and Kurt from Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell, they're here. Kurt and I are the gray-haired guys. Alan's my son. And Eric, how are you related to Kurt? I married his daughter. Oh, boy. How bad was your head hurting that day? No, <laughs> not her. I'm talking about your father-in-law, but nevertheless. Well, he's the one that asked me to come work for him. Is that right? Yeah. That you had your chance to get a lot of money at that point. I, Did you negotiate good? I was a horrible negotiator oh. at 18. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. He's, he's working on getting it at the end, though, Mark. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is on Main Street, just east of Stapley. They've been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma are just the salt of the earth, and I've known both of their parents since the 70s. So one of them's Vivian, one of them Thompson, and I've known both of them in the old gas station business. So if you're in Mesa, it's the only shop I can recommend in Mesa and then the East Valley is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. Let's go back. Vicki, ladies first. How can we help you? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I've, I've been without a car for six years, so I'm going to buy a car. And, um, and, and you know, I, I look at for smoke coming out of the tailpipe and I, you know, I look for, you know, oil and I, I, I know a little bit about cars, but I'll tell you, it's a scary thing. And I don't know where to go really to look. A Craigslist is, you know, I've been scammed already. And, uh, <laughs> I do have an answer for you. Um, okay. Kurt, used car check over. Absolutely. How it's much? About a, from anywhere from eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars, depending on how thorough you get, okay. and it'll always be worth that and more. And and not only that, I thank you for that because what's our used car check over? One forty nine. Okay, out the door. And and what happens is is we're going to give you the opportunity to negotiate because we're going to write down the stuff that's needs now and needs in the future. 
So this okay. used car check over all the tires, all the brakes, all the electrical. Um, we work all the windows. We do an emissions test. We make sure all the warning things work. Yes. Have I, anything right. have I lost? Uh, road test. Road test. Suspension, steering. Everything. But is yeah. that, excuse me, but is that after I buy the car? Because no, no. I only have a, a very limited amount of money to spend, and, and, and I have to put back a little bit for you know future repairs. Of course, if I come to you, that, that'll help a lot. But there's well, so many yeah. things that can be wrong. <laughs> no, this is before. Right. Yeah. This is before. You, so if it's, a, if it's a dealer or if it's a private party, you just say, I would really like to have this car checked over, and um, I'd like to take it to wherever you want to take it and say, this is what it's going to be. Almost now, what percentage, the three of you, what percentage of the time is there going to be a credit associated with the repair from the seller? Oh, oh, we we usually most of the time, yeah, uh, without a doubt, most, most of, the time. of the time, somebody yeah. the dealer will either take care of it or they'll pay the habit fixed. Yeah, I think what you meant is a discount. Yeah, yeah. a yeah. discount. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So a discount from the seller, who no matter yeah. if private yeah. party or a used car lot or whatever. If they do, if they tell you that you can't inspect it, walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, original owner. There is so much to look at. That hundred and forty nine bucks can save you so much in the thousands. I can't, I can't tell you how many cars that we've seen from, you know, national chains and 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 rental you know, cars, used cars, and all kinds of stuff that are flood damaged that have the titles have been washed. You, we peel back the carpet on these things, and there's two inches of sand and seashells in the bottom. <laughs> I mean, to tell you, it's not. I'm not joking. It happens all every day. And vehicle emissions and stuff like that. Let me ask you this. Could I actually buy a fairly good used car for $4,000? Guys? Well, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, it depends on what kind of car you're going to get. You're not, you're not going to get a Tahoe you oh, know, or something oh, like that. Okay, but let, let me. You, really, the one owner, and I'm making, I'm just going using generalities, one owner, low mileage, yeah. all the maintenance right. records, yeah. all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think you can. I think you. I mean, you're going to have to hunt. Yeah. Uh, because something something for four grand is probably going to need some work. That's why you need to. That's why you need to have somebody check it out to minimize that next work. But four thousand is okay. She could go to forty five hundred or five, but still right. bring the car in and negotiate sure. a better price. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. so it's. I don't think you should lock it four if that's the, the if that's the no. budget. That's fine. What part of town do you live in? Uh, I'm at East Indian School Road in Miller, okay. in Scottsdale. There's Bell Automotive down on McDowell and just west of Pima, west of the 101. Bell, Bell Automotive? Bell Automotive, and uh, Craig is there. Who, Mike? It's, it's, on, it's on McDowell on the north side of the road just west of Pima. Oh, Pima. Oh, there was something else I wanted to ask. I know I always ask them when they ta- change the timing belt or chain, and uh, one one of them had a sticker on there. It showed the sticker right in, on the engine, like right on the radiator, perhaps. It was a picture of when it was changed, and I thought that was that was good. That was really good. I've never seen that before. Are you are you sure it doesn't show the timing belt loop and how to install no, no. it? 
Is, have you ever seen a sticker? Yeah, yeah. We, okay. we put them anytime we do timing belts. We standard, actually label a sticker. All right. All right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. As a matter of fact, the, the <laughs> yeah. kit usually comes with the sticker. Okay. okay. The kit comes with the yeah. sticker, and yeah. you write down the miles or the date. Yeah, so, that's okay. pretty common. Okay. I mean, any good shop usually does that. And can you buy that sticker by itself? <laughs> I'm just asking. I've I'm never just seen asking. One. I have. I've seen. never had a reason to look. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Come on. All right. What I'd really like, just one more question, okay. is what I'd really like is I saw a 2006 Jaguar S-Type, and I know they cost a lot to repair, because oh. I, I had one in 1977. It was a great car. Nope. But, you know, and they've got all of the records. No. But, but no, no, I don't care. No, no. There's four heads shaking here, okay? <laughs> and Mark and I have had Jaguars. Yeah. And, both, and, and like Kurt said, what? Me and you have both owned Jaguars That's and right. loved them. Oh, we but did. But they're just too expensive they to repair. Really and, expensive. And they're expensive for us to repair yeah. our own. Yeah. And, um, and at Kurt's shop, it's going to be three times his cost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lying about that. I'm lying about that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to take. Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> thank you for letting us laugh at your Jaguar idea. But that ain't gonna happen. Well, I I don't know. None of us would uh, be part of that. No, uh, not I for mean, a limited. We'd still do your car check over. Yeah, but not for a limited budget. They just don't work. Yeah. Okay, John. Um, I'm going to take your question and get you on the other side of the break. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I've got the strangest question you'll ha- ever have. Okay. Do you do anything with antique farm tractors? Antique farm tractors. Yes. I, yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Parts are a little tough because it's a matter of trying to identify where the parts book is for the uh, the item it's got. Um, well, you mentioned book. That's what I want. An owner's manual or an operator's manual for what the tractor I bought. Well, I would I would think you'd start with some of the companies that sell tractors, Massey Ferguson's and stuff here in town. Um, I also think you get on the internet and just Google the year and the make of your tractor. Um, uh, Fifty nine Massey, um, you know, uh, tractor. Well, there's yeah. a big, big following for that stuff, so you should be able to find it unless it's something really unusual. Yeah. What kind is it? Real well, quick? it it's a farm all a red one. Okay. From the okay. 1950s, they they sold even more than John Deere's did for about 15 years. Okay. And All so right. you'd think there'd be something available, but I haven't been able to find anything. Okay. Yet. Um, if you send me an email, um, I'll have somebody look at that. That I'm 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 pretty uh, I'm I'm real confident in their ability to find it if it's out okay. there. So if you'd send me Mark okay. at MarkSalem.com, Mark. At Let me Mark write that Sa- down just a minute here. Just my name. Mark. I, at M-A-R-K or yes. M-A-R-C? No, K. Which? Salem. Okay. Like the cigarette. Salem, I got to go. We'll be back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. 
They use the best glasserite paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hey, my name is Steve Woods, and I am hosting a show on 960 The Patriot called The Beacon. It's sponsored by Phoenix Christian, and it's a show where we look at how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Listen in on Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 10 o'clock on 960 The Patriot to The Beacon, and be encouraged, hear cool stories from amazing people of things that only God can do for His glory, for the sake of His kingdom, and for the encouragement of those who listen. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed, as our nation is, with abundant physical resources and inspired as it should be with the high purpose to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach this problem of re-employment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Your stuff can be more powerful than you think. Your stuff can be a resource for change. Donate to Goodwill, where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, the end result of the dream of Henry Ford. Well, now I've got a car that's mine alone. Oh, boy. You know... Life has just not been good to me lately. <laughs> it's, uh, it's more difficult than it ever was. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We talked about Thomas Thompson, but we didn't talk about Automatic Transmission Exchange at 40th Street and uh, Washington 
Phil has been around since Jesus was a baby. Phil knows the very first transmission that came off the line, and Phil is really good. So if you have a transmission problem and you want somebody at Automatic Transmission Exchange to just drive it, they are not going to go with you to Saguaro Lake, okay? That's not happening. But around the block, as long as they can duplicate it, then they're happy to do that. Did I tell you that somebody took him? He had a boat on the back of his van. He goes, "You come on with me. You, and the next thing Phil knows is he's at Lake Pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> he's at Lake Pleasant. <laughs> it's a I true hope, story. I hope the guy brought some bait and some fishing poles. <laughs> he says, I, I just thought any minute he'll turn around. <laughs> he goes, all of a sudden, he goes, there's this one hill that it does it. And he's got the bone on the back of it. Phil says, I was gone for two and a half hours. <laughs> I said, you know, I, that lesson there, where are we going on this? <laughs> yeah. did, did he get it fixed, though? Um, no, no. He he said um, it took him two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back, or something and like didn't that. Do it? No, he says whatever it was, it was three times the bill. I didn't. You know, in in our world, if you don't want the customer, um, I hate to put it this way, you hit him in the middle of the head with a big, huge bill. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's three hundred dollars, you tell them it's a grand. Yeah. Because they'll go. Now they're going to tell everybody you're really expensive, but they're not going to tell everybody you're a jerk yeah they're just yeah. gonna say oh he's really expensive okay I'm, that's okay with me yeah. <laughs> but but if if it's one of those my aunt uh, mabel in chicago diagnosed it and this is what i want you to fix then we're, we're out of here yeah okay harry we're gonna go to harry harry good morning good morning how are you guys doing I see you got my boys there from the curse group <laughs> i i got i checked them out of the uh, jail this morning <laughs> well, hey that's good yeah. when do you have to send them back you know i i um you know what harry i'm not taking them back <laughs> because they'll both have warrants out for their arrest <laughs> well you get a finder's fee i think it's called a bounty isn't it? yeah that's exactly right well i'm going to drop them off at black canyon city and see if they can find their way home <laughs> so anyway what's well, hey i got on? a i got a two two part or two question with uh Kind of like back to the school of Rodney Dangerfield uh, uh, deal where you have many parts to go with the two questions. Um, on the uh, Ford uh, EcoBoost 3.5, uh, what do you like and dislike? And, uh, and also, how about uh, aftermarket exhaust and those uh, uh, air intakes? A lot of them say not carb certified, so... I guess that's kind of a red flag with those. Well, I think I'll I'll chime in first. The EcoBoost, that's the first word that just scares me to Ford, death. It's I the know, Ford. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Eric, EcoBoost. Really, the the newer generations, the first few years had some big problems, but the newer generations aren't doing too bad, but they still, uh, we just did an exhaust manifold because they heat them up because you get them so hot because you're running them all the time. We did a, they cracked the manifolds. We've done turbos on them, um, but all in all, I mean, they've got their problems. The, the Dodges and Chevys got theirs. It's just a different way to design it. And and the heat, you're right. Yeah. If they're flogging it to death and they're going up Mount Ord, they don't know that, what the EGTs are or anything like that at all. So they end up with, with something that's red hot underneath the hood. Then the best thing to do is put a, you know, a couple of cold beers on it and, and the smell and the, and the broken manifold. Alan, EcoBoost. Like them. Like them. Uh, late models are better. Uh, for, yeah, Ford's, uh, first, yeah. Yeah, Ford's first in-house motor. Um, so they're real protective over that stuff. So they don't like when we, when we beef them up. Uh, stay away from exhaust. They sound like absolute crap. They sound like a lawnmower slash weed eater slash. <laughs> it, it's the worst. It's Wait the a worst, minute. Is this before? Hey, hey, 
before or after the exhaust? No, after the exhaust. <laughs> okay. do, do not do it. Absolutely, unequivocally. If you're going to do anything, do stainless works headers with some high flow cats. That's completely carb certified. And that uh, that's how much? A lot. <laughs> no, no. Three grand. Three grand. Three grand. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, as far as intakes, they work really well on those things. Uh, and most, a lot of them do have EO numbers. Uh, I know AFEs uh, have EO numbers on them. But uh, real, those are really good. Uh, uh, intake, a- intakes on those things work good. AFE is the brand. EO is the carb certification number. I have to interpret his numbers. In- interpret? In- inter- inter- it sounds like, like it's going to hurt. Interpretation. <laughs> you know what? Watch now. Yeah, no, you can't hear Alan's me. gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the disadvantage about having you at the controls. Exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, Harry, does that do it? How about Ram and the Hemis? What's, uh, my son bought a Ram. And, uh, I'm just I, I like them. Again, they got their own set of problems. They got the cylinder displacement lifters, and they have problems with those too. So, again, we've went in, changed cams, removed the lifter and put a carb certified program into it. So, and, and is this a new one, Harry, or a used one? Yes, it's a 2020. Yeah, okay. it, if he's got the, they've got the electric assist now on them too. They give him an extra bit of power. I don't know. I haven't had enough longevity with those to know anything about him if he went that way or not. Alan, wait a minute. Let me turn you on now, <laughs> that, you, now that you're behaving yourself. Uh, good. I'll tell you, if I was going to buy a half ton truck right now, I, I hate to say this, but uh, I, I would probably. I, I drove a new. Uh, 2021 uh, GM half ton with that little three liter. What is it? The Duramax or whatever. The Duramax yeah. uh, inline yeah. six. Yeah. I mean, Diesel, that, was yeah. a, that was an awesome truck. That was a really awesome truck. I'm not a huge GM guy, um, but yeah, they. That's an awesome truck. Uh, five seven Hemi just bought one. Uh, good, they're good. Um, you just bought one? Yeah, that's Heather's <laughs> car. Oh, she got a five seven in that. So other than that, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. I'm not obviously worried about the lifters too much. I, I've disabled them, but. <laughs> oh, that's just great. <laughs> I mean, that is just great. Heather, you bu- you bought her a Hemi. Yeah, in the Durango. I understand. Yeah, yeah I yeah. understand. So he didn't buy Heather a Durango. No, he, he bought, bought what he, he wanted with he, the Hemi motor. He didn't want to drive a six-cylinder when he drove her car. <laughs> yeah, and, and before that, she drove a little Dodge van. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he wouldn't even go with her. He wouldn't even go with her. Anyway, did that take care of it? I think so. You guys are pretty well schooled on that, so yeah, that's why I called. All righty. Yeah, well, you guys have a good day. And everything. All right. All thank right. you. Thank you, Dave. You stay right there. I got to take a break. Anybody else? Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now, but if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Adopt U.S. Kids presents... Multiple choice parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. 
or we can just take a photo. C. Show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing! I can't! It's too heavy! Oh my god! Ah. Or D. Just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us! We're over here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Forty-four minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock, Kurt Rock from Kurt's Automotive. Eric, his number one guy, number two guy, number three guy. Alan, my son, who we just checked out of the insane asylum, and uh, Mark Salem, who never had a brain. So Larry Harker's Auto is at forty-third and thirty-eighth uh, uh, in the Indian School Road. Um, I, Bob and Alan run Larry Harker's Auto. Alan's at the front counter. Bob's in the shop, and they, like many of us, have a young technician that just really is outstanding. So if you're in that area, you need an oil change, or you've got some drivability problem or some code, then I would suggest, if you don't have a garage, Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Dave, you're up. How can we help you? Hey, Mark, I uh, had an old auto x-ray scanner that quit working on me. What, what do you guys typically use there, you know, in, in the shop anymore? I mean, what what's out there that's worth throwing some money at? Okay, all right. Um, first of all, Eric, without names, how much is the last scanner you bought? $4,000. Alan? Yeah, I'd say they, they start for a good one at thirty five hundred four grand. Kurt? I, I bought the one he's got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me ask you this. How many scanners you got? Three? Three. Four. Four. Alan? Well, we probably got ten. Okay, and 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 some of them were ones we bought used, and some of them we got to test, and all yeah. that other kind of stuff. Yeah. So there is no real scanner that's going to do everything for yeah. everybody. There's some proprietary ones. There's some universal ones, but then there's also some Fords and Chevys. I mean, Ford has 400 numbers of scanners. Chevrolet and Dodge, two or three. <laughs> yeah. But but to answer your question, they're pretty doggone expensive. Now here's the other problem. The scanner is going to give you data, oftentimes in numbers, and you have to know what's a good number or a bad number. And so when you're looking at the O2 sensor um, and you've got an O2 sensor code, you have to understand what .01 and .09 means and which one's good and which one's bad. So did I answer your question okay? 
Well, kind of. I I, I, I just curious what brands you guys are getting into anymore, too. But anyway, I've got another question. Okay, uh, hold on, hold on. So, I'll get that. Alan, which okay. brand do you typically use? Uh, we, If we were going to buy a scanner, it would be a Mac or a Snap-on. A Mac or a Snap-on? Mac, Mac or Snap-on. Mac or snap-on. Eric? Uh, which one do you use the most? I use my Altel the most. Altel? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Matco, Snap-on, or Altel. Those are the ones that we use a lot, that we depend on a lot. Yeah. So that that's what it real, is. Real quick, what are you trying to do? Well, I... I I, some, I, I occasionally I I'll look at a code on my kid's car or a friend's car and we and you know I I, does, I, I don't have a you know I, I put the money into a, uh, a you know scanner an auto X-ray you know it was originally they were around six hundred bucks and now mine don't work anymore and I I just thought well I, I, it was kind of fun watching a lot of the data flow on there even though I didn't understand it you know what watch sure. you know the, okay. the it, you know, tell me if I was turning the steering wheel and all kinds of crap. It, yeah. I don't know. You're it, right. This mesmerized me. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Uh, idle air control motor, what's the number to idle? It depends which vehicle. Ah, see there? See there? Uh, yeah. Alan, uh, O2 sensor, rich and lean. Not what number? Clear. I don't even know. Point one to point nine. But unless you've got a biased ground voltage and it's at two and a half to three and a half. Okay. Just like, see, that's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I knew he was going to say that. I yeah. can see that. Give me another example. Mass airflow. In hertz or in uh, voltage? In, in voltage. Which one is it going to be displayed in on your scanner? Depends which vehicle. Okay. All right. <laughs> so give me a voltage for wide open throttle. Uh, 4.5. And, and, and grams? Uh, Depending upon a vehicle, but anywhere from 120 to 400. Okay. So those are the kinds of numbers that you're likely mm. to see. And unless you can interpret those numbers, then you're not. Re- and you not only interpret them, but you have to know what's normal. Yeah. So what's a normal grams sitting there at idle? Uh, liters per grams per okay. liter at 600 RPM. Okay. Okay. Alan? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, Mark, is once you get this information, you got to have... Uh, this car specific information to compare it to and that's why we have Mitchell and all data information so we not only have the scanners and we spend all this money on information so that Eric's got and Alan's got all the stuff they need to know whether they've got something out of sync models and makes any idea the numbers more than two Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would surprise a lot of people. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, we had more than 200 models in our database after the makes. 200 models. So, And you have all those engine combinations um, yeah. as well. So it gets kind of technical. What do you pay for Mitchell or uh, all data? Well, we have the whole Mitchell, including the, the service writing contract mm-hmm. and everything. That's $540 a month, and all that is another 225 or so. So, And, and then uh, we have uh, Identifix we tie in there. So I, I'm paying about $1,000 a month just to have information on hand. And, and car-specific information. Yeah. That's the important part. Did that help you out, Dave? Oh, yeah, that did. Yeah, okay. That did. And the, uh, my, my other question, uh, 2016 uh, Silverado that it's getting the evaporator uh, uh, code and uh, what what's it typically run to to uh, diagnose and, re- and and correct that? Well, I, we'll diagnose it. We don't know what the correction is till we diagnose it. Uh, Eric, yeah, you could be. It's a wide range of symptoms, but you're going to start off with a basic 
135 to $150 inspection, and that's going to test that whole system, smoke test, and include solenoid testing. Okay, now how many times does that cover the repair? As I mean, you find it and you fix it. Um, find it and it's all the money and I fix it. I would them. say on an EVAP system, probably really only about 15, 20% of the time. Okay, and most of the time you've got a hard part or you've yeah. got the solenoid that's not activating or something like that, but there is the time we find broken lines or we find a connection come loose or something like that. Yeah. Or the customer's overfilling the tank and <laughs> the whole system is full of gasoline. Yeah. So that that's the best we can do, but good luck to you, Dave. Terry, you're up next. How can we help you? Yeah, I got a F-Word 150, and I got caught out of town, and I had to have an intake manifold put on it. Ever since then, my temperature gauge doesn't work correctly. Um, it'll redline, but it's not overheating. When I got back to town, I had my guy check it out. We can't figure it out short of taking that intake manifold off. And where I may have messed up is um, I wasn't on my A game because it was 4th of July weekend. I'm not sure they put a Mopar part in this thing. Okay, well, they, don't, they don't even, Mopar doesn't even make yeah. their own parts. So we're, we're not, you know, if you want to, really and truly, um, it isn't going to be a Mopar part because that part in a box we can buy in five other boxes. So yeah, it's, it's, it's no real big deal. Eric? Um, it really sounds like that probably when they had it off, uh, he said Ford. Um, so uh, they have the solar <laughs> head temperature sensors. Uh-huh. Um, and so the, or for some reason, the thermostat that they put in, they got put in backwards because the thermostat on those, if I remember right, are in the intake manifolds. So they put it, if they inverted it or something, it could be acting yeah. weird. It really could be overheating. We saw like, one of those this week. Hey, yeah. and why don't why don't you do this? Go get a temperature gun from uh, what's the name of that uh, Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight, and gun the top hose. And we don't want it to be at two twenty. Two twenty is kind of a normal and I, range. I've had my local guy here do that, and no issues there. Okay, okay. so you just got a you got a reading that's wrong. Yeah, so where's the gauge at? Um, I guess I'm a little confused. On my dash. <laughs> no, no. Is the gauge reading? What's 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 concerning to you? Is it past three quarters? Is it over half? Where's the gauge reading that's got you concerned? Oh, it'll go three quarters, and sometimes it'll red line. Okay, all right. Um, Ford likes to use the gauge up until the cylinder head temperature is reading wrong, and then it'll peg the gauge out. And I don't care what it's doing; it'll just keep it pegged. So, okay. In in that situation, I'm thinking. A wire got messed up for the head cylinder temperature. Some, you know, when they had it apart, it lost control of the head cylinder temperature. So as a result of that, it's going to turn on the uh, overheat light yeah. or whatever it's got. It sound if it wasn't a problem before you started, then obviously you created the problem. This doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be something that's going to cost hours and hours and hours to diagnose. No, it, it maybe the problem. Which wire go? Uh, but it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be something. So, what would you bid this for, Eric? Uh, what do you mean by bid the diagnostic? Oh, to look yeah, at? the diagnostics would be your, your typical one, you know, hundred and forty something like okay. that. Okay, and and so that's kind of. And then, how often is that going to be a fix included? Switch these two wires, fix this broken it, wire. If you, yeah, if you just see it, oh, they pinch this wire. You know, yeah. if you have to unbolt the manifold or whatever to get back to it, but. Then, 
yeah, if they didn't connect it really tight at a connector or something, you that know, yeah, we fixed it. There's a wire under the manifold. You just take a big hammer and bend the manifold <laughs> around it. Seemingly, <laughs> Christmas, you guys are you're just killing me. That's too much work, Mark. <laughs> take side cutters and snip the wire. <laughs> yeah, run around it. <laughs> if it's not leaking water or vacuum, let's run yeah. around it. Yeah. All righty. Well, good luck to you, Terry. That's the best we can do. Nick, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, I've got a uh, Shakespearean question having to do with a trans automatic transmission. Okay. And the the question is to change or not to change. That is the question. <laughs> um, what? Um, I I hear that if you uh, change your oil, it'll cause it to start to slip if it's dirty. And uh, um, I have a specific thing. Uh, I've been married for about four years, and my wife has a 2002 GMC pickup with a automatic transmission and uh, uh, she said she had it changed once it's got 143,000 miles on it from 19 years old and um, um, uh, I only got two minutes changed. I only got two minutes oh okay before I got to be out let's let's talk about it um, Eric let's start with the first question and Kurt and Alan um, so do in the old days I think we'll agree when you change the fluid after it's been sitting there for 400 years, oftentimes it would create problems. That's where that that whole thing come from, right. before electronics. Okay. Now, today, it virtually never happens unless the pan is filled with half of the transmission. Right. And okay. unless there was already a problem? Yes. Yeah. Then... So- then it, yeah, so so really and truly, all of us can smell the fluid and look at the fluid on the dipstick to tell you what we think yeah. with respect to whether it needs it or not. That and then I don't know about you guys, but what we try to do is is the first service we're going to do the filter in the pan. The next service we're going to flush it. I'd like to see what the metal is in the pan. Yeah. I'd like to see if there's any snap rings that are broken. Yeah. I really like to see what's in there after the transmission polishes itself. Yeah. But then after that, the next time we'll just we'll just push the fluid in and out yeah. and leave the filter there. So yeah. um, we're we're going to just say uh, the O2. It's been sitting a while. I don't think transmission degrades when it sits in the pan for a while. No, I, I don't think really. that that's something that I would worry yeah. about. So, and the color, the color is important, kind of pink, kind of red, kind of, you could see light through it, but if it's brown and it's muddy, then yeah, that, that would probably necessitate a flush and a, and filter. a filter Yeah, yeah. yeah. to get it all. Cause yeah, yeah, you'd want to see, especially if he had really dark fluid, want to see what the pan looks like, you know, never determine whether we're going to have problems down the road or it just happens it got dark because somebody got it hot once. And then... It, we we don't see where you take something that's got some chocolate in it and put new fluid in it and create a problem it didn't have before. Right? No, it no. does. That's the old power glides and the old torque flights and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that we used to be in the old days, but we haven't had that for years. Yeah. All righty, Nick, that's the best we can do, buddy. I don't know if we're siding with you or your wife, but um, I think we would have probably sided with your wife if we'd have known which side <laughs> he was, she was on. <laughs> anyway, Kurt and uh, Eric, thanks for spending your Saturday with us. Thank you. Um, you guys are at Bell and uh, I-17. Open Monday through Friday or Saturday too? Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. And we're the same way. We're open Monday through Friday. Yeah. And from engine overhauls, transmission replacements, and everything in between? Everything but weed eaters and lawnmowers, much to what we've been accused of. Yeah. I've told a lot of people that you can <laughs> I know you do, Mark. <laughs> weed eaters and lawnmowers. You don't? Oh, we quit. Oh, <laughs> I, we, we, we quit Saturdays. We quit that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I-17 oh. in Belk, Kurtz Auto, they've gone from weed eaters to, to lawnmowers. They've stopped doing that, but they like VW oh. Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you like? <laughs> Mazda, the old Mazda carbureted trucks. Oh, How's that? What about no, the, the Hondas po- were the worst. What about the Peugeots? You forgot Peugeots. Oh, yeah, Peugeots, absolutely. <laughs> so those are the things um, that, that Kurtz really likes. I-17 in Bell, ask for Eric. But if you're really in bad shape and your yard's real tall, then you can take their weed, take your weed eater, and as a courtesy, they'll get it running. I'll for ship you. it up to Mark. He fixes them on the side. <laughs> you know what? We'll be back next week.